What's up, homies? Welcome to another episode of my men's high performance podcast, where I try and give you everything that I know to help you becoming the, become the highest performing version of yourself. My name's Phil. I am an ex-international athlete, current entrepreneur, and my goal is to make you become a leader in your own home, a leader in your own community, and a leader for yourself. Anyway, on today's episode, I want to cover something that came up a couple of days ago when a friend of mine was telling me about how he felt intimidated by the accolades and achievements of one of the girls that he was going on a date with. And I remember thinking to myself, if you anchor, if you anchor your confidence on things that other people are doing and you compare relative to yourself, then of course you're always going to find reasons why you're a less capable or less worthy individual. And the question I had to ask him was, why are we anchoring or projecting our self-confidence from a place of what people have? Like a degree is something that you have. Money is something that you have. And don't get me wrong, if there are people who have a, who have a PhD, for example, what it means is they're better at maybe learning, maybe they're better at passing exams, maybe they're better at reading research papers than you are. That's true. If somebody has a thriving business and they're making a million dollars a year or $10 million a year, then they most likely are better at making a business than you are. At the same time, if you're somebody who's played the piano for 10 years and you're good at it versus somebody who has a $100 million business but has never played keys in his entire life, then in that context, you would outplay him every single day of the week. So depending on how you look at the situation and how you perceive where your self-worth and confidence, confidence comes from, you have very different perceptions of where you stand with the people that you're comparing yourself to. So the first thing that helped me is I stopped comparing myself to other people because most of the time it's absolutely impossible. And the reason I say that is because even if we're comparing the same thing, for example, if I was to compare my ability to make money versus another one of my friends, ability to make money. I do not know, and he doesn't know, how much time either of us has spent learning new skills, how much time either of us has spent investing in coaching, for example, and even whether the industry we're both working in are able to provide the amount of income that the industry can provide, right? So from that perspective, Unless everything is equal, and the only thing that matters is effort, then it's impossible to really compare whether one person is better than the other. And if your confidence is based off whether you can match these people or whether you're better than these people, then there's always going to be somebody who's better than you. But not only that, if there's somebody who is who you're better than, it doesn't mean that you're somehow more worthy than them as a person. You're just maybe better than them at building a business. And even then... If you have more experience, more knowledge, it makes sense that you're better than this person. When I fight and I spar with people, I've been training for two and a half years, three years, and I've had great coaches under my corner. I've trained with Thai master trainers. And then if you put me in the ring against somebody who's only trained for one week, 
but our weight classes are the same and I beat him up, of course I'm going to be a better fighter because I have more experience, I've had better coaching and I probably had more, more experience in sparring. So to draw confidence from that is quite frankly a bit delusional and it's going to give you an inflated sense of self-worth which will come crushing down when somebody else better than you comes along. I remember when I made my first 100k year, I saw that with 100k, I'm, I'm in the top 10% of my country and I'm living a pretty comfortable life with that amount of money. Did it make me more confident in, say, a dating situation? Not really. Like I don't go out telling girls that I have 100k yearly revenue. That doesn't impress them, for one. Maybe to some, but not many. And also, it's not going to get me any closer towards my goal. So, I didn't anchor my confidence to external things, like how much money I made. Even when I was, at one point, the best weightlifter in my weight class in my country, I was very aware that this made me really good at weightlifting. It didn't make me any better than anyone else as a person. It didn't make me feel more worthy to other people. It didn't make me feel like I was somehow more confident because I was great at weightlifting in general. It was just like, okay, I'm good at weightlifting. I'm better than probably 99% of people in this country at weightlifting. That's it. There's nothing else... I can say to that and it doesn't I don't use that as a reason why I'm confident or I don't even use it as a reason why that's more worthy I'm not more worthy because that just because I could lift weights however I do know that there are plenty of people who do struggle with the idea of self-confidence and self-worth they want to have this feeling like they're capable. They want to have this feeling like they were, they're supposed to be in this world. I get that. I think that's... In, on the one hand, I think the idea itself causes problems. Right? If you never thought about this issue, you never thought about whether I'm confident, and you never thought about whether I am worthy in this world, you probably won't have the problem. You just go live your life. But it is here, so I think it's worthy for us to address how we can maybe get through this for yourself. First off, I don't think if you feel like you are not confident just in general and you're low worth, I do not believe that achieving something outside of who you are as a person is going to bring you long-lasting worth and confidence. So if you feel like you're a bit of a dropkick, maybe you are. <laughs> my, mate's, my mate's laughing next to me. If you feel like you're a bit of a dropkick and you think that making 100k eventually per year is going to make you feel not like a dropkick. Maybe you'll get there and feel not like a dropkick for, I don't know, a year, maybe two years. But then eventually that'll stabilize. And then you'll look further. You'll look at maybe somebody making 150k and be like, oh, wow, I want to be that. And then maybe I'll feel better when I'm making on 150. Or maybe I'll feel better about myself when I'm on 200. Except every time you get there, you'll feel good about yourself for maybe a week, two weeks, and then it stabilizes and you're back to where you were. So that's not probably a good way to think about how you can become somebody who is of worth. And when I say worth, it just means some abstract idea of your existence in this world. I'm not talking about how much net worth you have. Some of the happiest, most confident and 
free people don't have that much money. I have met people who are on 50 or 60 grand a year and they're very comfortable within themselves. They're great people and they're not attached to this idea that making more money somehow makes them more respectable in society. The second thing is, if you think that maybe if you've got more experiences, it's going to make you more confident, it's going to make you more worthy in the world, that's probably not going to happen either. Like when I was traveling, I got really good at talking to strangers because that's what you do when you travel by yourself. You get confident talking to strangers, but confidence by itself doesn't really change. All I know is if you put me in a situation with random people, I'm pretty confident that I can talk to anyone, build a relationship, and I don't have to be your friend, but we can have a pleasant, pleasant conversation. I got confident in knowing that if something goes wrong or doesn't go according to plan, I can adapt. I'm confident in that. But me as an individual, as a like, do I have worth? Do I do I need to need confirmation that I am worthy in this world? Like worthy of who, worthy of what? I don't know exactly where that idea comes from. But again, the more experiences you have, yes, you might learn new skills, but at the end of the day, when you're sleeping in, in the bedroom, after a couple of weeks of not acquiring new experiences, you might think to yourself, oh, actually, I need to be doing more if I need to this demonstrate my, my self-worth. So again, you can't really you can't really use that as a as a as a crux for whether or not you have worth in the world and whether you are a confident person. So this brings me to what I do think you can focus on if you want to focus and improve your self-worth and confidence. And none of this takes any money, none of this takes any degrees, none of this takes any materialistic possessions. It doesn't even you don't even need to have new experiences. None of it. For me, the three things that have improved my perception of my own existence are, number one, how I treat strangers. And I don't mean how you treat strangers as in just what you do. That's important. I mean how you treat strangers from the inside, how you think about strangers, how you feel about strangers. If you go to a stranger and you're nice to them for the purpose of your own friendship because you don't want to feel alone, I get that. I get that. There's nothing wrong with that. Except you're doing that for the reason of that's what you want. Right? This is purely a selfish reason because you just don't, you want to get someone to pass the time with you. How, however, if you meet a stranger and your focus is on this human being in front of me probably has amazing stories. This person is a special individual. This person has something to him and I want to get to know him, for example, from that perspective, then how you carry yourself around these people is going to improve how you feel about yourself. And the reason I say that is because if you're able to treat people you don't know with respect, integrity, from a place of connection, you're going to get that reflected back towards you. Number two, how you feel, think, and treat the elderly. So depending, depending on which civilization you live in, east or west, the way old people are treated is very different. In many areas of the east, 
I'll use my own background for an example. In Southeast Asia, it is very uncommon for the parents, the grandparents, to live away from the home. Maybe not very uncommon, but it's not common to throw your grandparents in a nursing home unless it's absolutely necessary. And why that's important is because it displays how the generation or who, how you perceive old people. Do you just perceive old people as this person who has lived most of their life and now they're slow, they're old, there's nothing, there's nothing about them that is worth your time, they're a hindrance to you, so you stay away from them? Is that how you think, feel and act towards them? Or do you see elderly people as once the young people who built the society that you now benefit from? I think if you're able to see it that way, then you will treat most old people with a lot of respect. Don't get me wrong, there are cunts out there who are old people. There are old cunts. Don't get me wrong, I know this to be true. However, for the, however, for the majority of old people, these people have raised children, these people have created, paid tax to build the buildings that you're now in, to pay for the railroads. Sometimes they were even labored workers who built the railroads for you. I remember when I was in New York, the New York subway was built on the hands of a lot of men. And a lot of men actually died building the New York subway. And most of them are dead now, I believe. But imagine you're 90 years old. You have spent maybe 20, 30 years of your life brutalizing your body for a small wage to build the tunnels that now connect New York to you, that they use to this day. Imagine you're one of these people and the young people within that society toss you to the side and say, oh, you're old, you're useless. We don't need you anymore. We don't need to treat you with, with respect. Doesn't sit right, does it? It doesn't sit right because it is not very grateful for the generation before you that gave you the platform for you to now thrive in the present society. And so why I think this builds your self-confidence and your worth is because when you're able to treat these people with understanding and from your heart that these people contributed to me being in the position that I'm in, it increases how you're going to feel about yourself when you're at that age. And what I mean by that is one day we're all going to be 18 years old, 19 years old. How would we want to be treated if we put in our time to build a better society for the next generation? How would we want to be treated? Probably with dignity and respect. And so if you're unable to treat people right now, if you're one of the young people, the older people with that dignity and respect, then you're basically treating yourself in 90 years time, in 50 years time, sorry, with the same amount of disdain. And how can you have self-confidence and worth if you treat yourself like shit? And the third one is your care for children. Children, you're once a child, I was once a child. We, children are the future of the world. And everything that parents do, most parents do, is to create a better platform for their children. 
children when they come into the world are generally very joyful. They're very lovable creatures that make life more fun, I suppose. More fun, more happy for everyone around them. That's what children do. The world is just a beautiful place for them to explore and have fun and play. If you're one of those people who, for some reason, says you hate children to the point where you would you found you find it enjoyable to rain on a child's parade, like no one's telling you to go and on purpose try and make a child feel happy. But at least when a child's having fun, don't be trying to fucking wreck their fun. If a child in their formative years is trying to learn a new skill and they're down, don't be bashing them and giving them even more crap. Because like like I said about the old people, if you're treating children like that, if you're treating the future generation, these bundles of joy with bullshit like that, then you probably talk to yourself with the same bullshit when you were young. And you're probably in a stage of your life where you haven't realized that how you treat others, depending on which generation they're in, is basically how you treat yourself. If you were a child again, if you were a child again, would you talk to yourself like the way you treat other children right now? Would you give them crap? Would you purposely make them sad? Would you tell them that they're shitheads and they annoy you? To yourself as a child? Probably not. So that's extremely, extremely important. And to finish, the reason why I think everything I've mentioned is going to boost your self-confidence and your self-worth is fundamentally we are not individual creatures. Fundamentally, we are people who need feedback from other people. If you go spend 10 years in the woods by yourself, who the fuck needs confidence? Who needs self-worth? Who, you can just do whatever you want. But when you're in living in a society and you need to interact with people, how you treat others is going to be energy that's reflected back onto you. How you feel, how you intentionally feel in your heart about other people, the elderly, the strangers, the the children, that is always going to get reflected back onto you. And you need each other to build confidence, to build self-worth, because you're not one one thing in the world. You're a tiny speck in an interconnected, woven society that no one can fully, fully pinpoint. Most of the people who are very confident in my experience, confident as in they just, they're not anchored to what they're able to do. They're just comfortable with themselves. These people are also very great people to be around. If you observe these people and you hang out with these people, they genuinely just want good for other people. And whether they know it or not, when you want good for other people, you also want good for yourself. So those are my three tips if you want to work on your self-confidence or worth. Next time you see a stranger, you don't have to interact with them, but just remember this is 
somebody's mother, this is somebody's son. Treat them with respect, with politeness, with courteousness, and see how that makes you feel about yourself. Even if they're not going to be nice to you back, that's fine. When you see an old person, again, be polite, be courteous. If you can help them for no reason, just because they're a fellow human being, help them. See how you feel about yourself. And the same thing goes for children. After you do whatever you do to support that child, give them a boost of confidence, see how you feel about that aspect of your life. And I guarantee you, if you just do these three things consistently in your life, you won't worry about self-worth and self-confidence. Thanks, guys. I'll see you on the next episode.